This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. That's my uh, tribute to uh, Joe Rogan right there. I think I should do that every day, Karan. Dude, do start it. like Joe Rogan because it works for him, man. He's the guy who owned the week off, owned the uh, holiday week, Rogan, by uh, doing one uh, one quick three-hour and six-minute interview with a esteemed vaccinologist uh, and uh, band <laughs> Banned by uh, Twitter, banned by LinkedIn, banned by YouTube, Robert Malone, who's involved, I believe, in the development of the vaccine. Not that he has any experience in that in that area, but you cannot hear from him. You cannot see him. You cannot uh, read him because uh, the our overlords in Silicon Valley have decided that he, he participates in wrong think. And uh, we can't have that. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. It's it was to me clearly the most amazing story of the of the week of the New Year's uh, yes. Christmas New Year's week because uh, it, it's <laughs> because you you can't see it you can't hear it. We're going to talk about uh, Joe Rogan's interview with Dr. Robert Malone. I listened to the whole thing in utter amazement. That I mean, this guy has so much to say. It's important. It's enlightening in many ways. And yet, if you want to see it on YouTube today, you can't see it. YouTube, it YouTube takes down a video after I believe about forty million views. That's that's not quite Super Bowl numbers, but I believe that's about AFC Championship numbers. A ridiculously uh, high number of people looking for it, viewing it, talking about it, and these people, you know, this small cabal of people in Silicon Valley, say, "No, we don't want." people to view this including people who were trying to sell ads on that video say we're going to take that down because we don't like what he has to say and 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 here's the the thing that drives me insane Carano, is that they do this and millions of americans support it they do this and people in the media support it they support this kind of censorship they say no you can't have an anti-vaxxer. I, I got it. I mean, I tweeted about this and I tweeted about how amazing this interview was. And immediately I get all these tweets saying the guy's a nut. He's a quack. He's an anti-vaxxer. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Have you wanted to and, hear from them? And, and when you listen to this guy, so I'm not, I'm about halfway through. I, I, I listened to it on my walk yesterday through the woods. And I'm going to listen to the rest of it today. They call this guy crazy. Is he not the most measured, careful not to overstep? He doesn't take leaps with the data. He he does his best. He he never he's not speculating. He's saying what is true. He's super careful. Does that guy sound like a nut to you? He's he's literally the opposite of of a quack of a nut. He he wouldn't answer any question if it called for as you say speculation or inferring what someone else was doing or questioning or impugning someone's motives he wouldn't do that i mean it was he, he, he you could tell he spoken to lawyers and and we'll play some of the sound because it is the definition of measured of methodical <clears throat> he goes through the whole thing you know i mean you could do that when you have when you're on with joe rogan because it takes uh three hours it always amazes me when I look at a rogue and anybody, the first thing you do is look at the time and you say, can I do this? Can I invest this kind of time in this interview? And normally, as I mentioned on Twitter, I don't. I normally say I don't want to spend three and a half hours listening to some uh, whatever, you know, comedian or actor or, or doctor or whatever. 
uh, in this case, it was important because uh, he, he has this guy, you know, he had a lot to say and he has unbelievable experience. He knows Fauci. He knows the players. He knows everybody. He knows Francis Collins. He knows all the people, the guys in the Great Barrington Declaration, yes. which could be the most outrageous thing that's happened. And we'll get to that because I, 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 at the same time, about the same time I was listening to Malone, Dr. Robert Malone with Joe Rogan, Fauci was making the rounds again. This was yesterday, obviously yesterday morning. That's what he does on Sunday. He visits with all his friends in network TV and, and, and they're asking, and, and we could play it too. Cause Dana Bash, who one of his dear friends, Dana Bash on CNN's actually asking Fauci yesterday, if how, how we should behave and is it okay to go to restaurants if you're vaccinated and boosted? This is a grown up, an adult asking Fauci after two years of this, if it would be okay to go to restaurants. We'll get to that, Dana Bash. You know, I needed some kind of award for the biggest fool of the of the week because I, it'd be tough to top Antonio Brown. Let's That's be honest. True, yes. But we have some we have some candidates. It just we have to get to this this point where we all agree that people should be allowed to speak. It's a crazy concept. You know what I call it? I call it freedom of speech. It's kind of, I just made that up. But the, the number of people who are okay with the censorship, just willy-nilly, just arbitrarily say, no, nah, I don't like, he's an anti-vaxxer. The guy, first thing he says is, I'm fully vaccinated and boosted. Right. And he, he understands what vaccines are and what they do better than anybody. And people jump on him and call him an anti-vaxxer because somebody at YouTube or somebody at Twitter decided they don't want to let this guy speak. And they just say it's misinformation. When you get on Twitter, you, you could sit there all day and look at misinformation. You can hear nuts from MSNBC, you, Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow saying, oh no, vaccines stop the vaccine, stop the virus. You, you won't get sick if you get vaccinated. It'll solve all our problems. And you go, well, that's not true. How, how can she say that when this guy can't, can't, can't say anything? And he's got this incredible depth of knowledge and experience, but you can't hear from him if you didn't act quickly and watch it while it was uh, still up. You're out of luck because somebody decided they didn't want his his voice heard. When it's did, sick, it, when did they get to Spotify, though? When when will they get to Spotify? They're on every other board. All these powerful question. people, I, they're all interconnected. How when when how long until they get to Spotify and get this thing taken down? It's a good question because we know there are people like hundreds of employees at Spotify who threaten to walk out, you know, because I, I don't know what Rogan it was some transgender thing that, you know, he didn't Rogan didn't like the idea of a transgender woman, biological man beating the crap out of a woman in the ring or in, in, in MMA. So they threatened to walk out, but every, every week or two, they threaten to walk out of Spotify because this guy conducts interviews. And by the way, he's, he's almost as measured and even tempered and methodical as Malone. Rogan doesn't go off. I mean, I, I'm going to guess people who don't hear him or watch him think he's some kind of raving, you know, Michael Savage right. lunatic because they don't know because they just hear it second or third hand. But he, he goes step by step and he asks questions, specific questions. He gets a little bit too into the medical biological stuff for me. He likes to show off his, his knowledge in that, in that regard. And he doesn't really 
I mean, he didn't spend that much time talking about, you know, the Biden regime and all they've done, you know, to, to suppress voices and to, to, to uh, stop people from, from wrong think. And he, but he does spend a lot of time on the medical stuff, but that's his thing. And, and, and when you hear it, you just, I just can't listen without being totally amazed that we're not being allowed to hear voices like this. Yeah. I mean, and make our own decisions. It's like we're children and, and people, what it, Jack Dorsey or the guy who replaced Jack Dorsey or Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or somebody said, Oh no, that can't be out there on the, on the, in the public uh, sphere. I mean, you, you in the Twitter sphere, blogosphere, you can't have that out there. Take it down. We'll play you some of the sound. I think we'll be, yep. we'd be allowed to, we'll, uh, we're, <laughs> yes, we're on yeah, locals. Yeah. Well, yeah, unless, uh, unless Apple takes us down or something. Right. Too, <laughs> that, but... could, that could happen, <laughs> but it, 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 you will learn something when you hear from this guy. And you will be amazed that there are people who don't want you to hear from this guy, which normally it's a good, that makes me more interested, but then you can't find it. You can't watch it because it's not out there. It just, it is a scary time yep. in America. And the scariest part to me is that more people aren't scared. We'll get into the Antonio Brown thing too, because it has already started. I was just flipping around and on uh, CNN, John Berman said he wondered if the NFL had let Antonio Brown down. What we're supposed to say today is that he needs help and not enough people have helped him and you're not supposed to criticize him because clearly he needs help. Well, he, he definitely needs help. He needs help. But you can be a really rotten human being, which is what Antonio Brown is, and a mentally unwell human being. He's both, okay? He's both. And uh, let's not forget that he's just a really selfish, really awful guy. doesn't matter how much Tom Brady has reached out, wanted to give him a hug and said, it's time for compassion and empathy. We can play that too, because uh, that's what uh, Brady had to say. But there was an interesting take this morning from uh, Ian Rappaport at NFL Network on what led to the meltdown on the field, on the sideline, uh, stripping down like the guy in Slapshot <laughs> and walking, walking off the field half-dressed and then making his way home, apparently, without the team which must have been fascinating. Uh, AOC was uh, caught maskless partying up in, uh, in Miami. And uh, if you criticize her, she just wants you to know that, you know, it's only because you want her sexually. Right, if, right. if you criticize her, it's about sex and you want her, but you can't have her. We'll get into that and a lot more in today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love the free checking accounts. It's simple, no monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is a direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right. Carano, I, I don't even want why I'm wasting my time here, but uh, how was your New Year's? How was your New Year's Eve? Well, wasting your, I mean, you already asked me. It was very low key. I asked I you just, before we started recording here. I don't, you, yeah, but, you, but, you know, you, you, you never, you never let me down. You have nothing to say. New Year's Eve, you went to bed before midnight? I think so. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? That's for wrong. Another you, day. You mean, you're, you're, you're not that old. It's not about being old. It's I like to get up early in the morning and we watched some movies and had a nice dinner and went to bed. That was it. What time? 
I don't know. I probably saw like 11 o'clock. Wow. So you couldn't just stay up till midnight and watch, you know, watch the drunks on CNN. This is funny. Yeah. I, you know, I rarely watch CNN. Sometimes I guess I'm flipping around. I'll, I'll see what they have to say, but, um, uh, they have a thing and it works on C I was flipping all the, around the channels and, you know, see who's on. And there was, I watched a little bit of uh, Miley Cyrus with Pete Davidson. Oh yeah. She, she's good. She could put on a show. She covers songs and I don't know what he does. He just kind of hangs out. But so I go to CNN, Don Lemon is hammered. Oh, is he really? um, <laughs> Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper drinks on, but he doesn't really seem all that drunk. And then that Andy Cohen was hammered. And he stole the show when he just went off on uh, on de Blasio and said, everybody hates you. It's the one thing that brings liberals and conservatives together. We all hate uh, de Blasio. And they, they were doing shots. And Don Lemon was on with a few people. And he was just wasted, which he should do every night because More normally it shows boring and nobody really watches. But in this case, you can't stop watching because you don't know just how, how far he will go. And they were talking about broke dick you know oh i did see that cut that's weird bizarre bizarre but uh you know i'm gonna guess they uh i'm gonna guess don lemon had more viewers on new year's eve than he's had any other time because you just want to watch and see just how 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 far they'll go crazy they get but uh i i did the boston you know new year's eve thing walked around saw the fireworks which are pretty cool on the common and Ice sculptures. I'm a huge ice sculpture fan. It's one oh, of my things. Really? Yes. I went on, checked out all the ice sculptures and then they had fireworks again at midnight, Yeah, but they were kind of fogged in. It was like a fog that came, you could, you couldn't, they would go up into the clouds and then disappear. Well, it didn't really help uh, the fog rolling in, didn't really help the fireworks show, but it was a good New Year's Eve because it was nice and warm. You could walk around even though you know rained a little bit you could walk around all night and just taking in all the sights and sounds and most people you know like aoc in miami most people weren't max masked they weren't paranoid they weren't hiding they were out living their lives which is a good thing i'm not sure how much longer it'll last or they're already canceling schools again and you know going back into panic in total covid panic uh, but, and we can get into that but i think it this um Let's do, we should do a Dr. Robert Malone okay? because we have some sound and I think it's honestly, you don't need to hear three hours and six minutes. You hear a couple of these cuts. That's what I did initially. I was, you know, on Twitter and I saw some cuts and I played them and I said, this is the guy who's been banned by LinkedIn and banned by uh, Twitter and now <clears throat> YouTube banning a guy who was involved in the development of the vaccine, yep. who's taken the vaccine. This has gotten to be, I, every, I do, I say this all the time, but peak COVID insanity, banning the guy who's involved in developing the vaccine, who understands the vaccine and what it does and what it doesn't do. And he understands the side effects and the risks and everything else. And he's not allowed. Every time there's a pandemic, he's called in to help. The government calls him every, every pandemic since AIDS, uh, since, since he's, you know, he started with the stuff. Um, good he's point. called in. Good point. Yeah. You, you know, right? Zika and yeah. Ebola, Ebola yes. <clears throat> involved in all that. And here's the here's here's the bizarre part, Carly. Think of this: you and I, average people, don't understand vaccines, right? No. We don't understand, you know, what they do, how they were developed. We we take them. Some of us, you know, and when you're a little kid, you get your vaccine for smallpox and all that. But we don't really understand it. This man does. Yeah. 
very smart, very well-educated. I mean, he's 62 years old. He's been doing this for decades. Isn't this the kind of person who should not only be allowed to speak, but you would want him to speak. You'd want to hear what he have to say. Maybe he refutes something, you, some other notion you, you've had heard somewhere else. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe you learn something. Maybe you don't. But this is the kind of thing that's not just noise. I mean, like, this not just a guy spouting off and whatever, talking about uh, what AOC uh, and maskless. What a hypocrite. I mean, we do that. Lots of people do that. That's not what this guy does. He brings real knowledge to the situation. And this is what he did for three hours with Rogan. And if you acted quickly, you saw it, you heard it, and you learned something. I mean, <laughs> you learned a lot. There's and and again to this two problems I have here. One is the people, the censors, these these overlords in in Silicon Valley, who decide it's not allowed. We shouldn't be allowed to hear it. That it's a wrong think. That it's dangerous. Red and they make a decision. Take that down. Don't let him speak. Don't let him tweet. That's bad. That's that's really really bad. In my mind, what's worse is that people out there millions and millions of americans are okay with that they support that including members of the media yep. who say you know it, a doctor who developed a vaccine has an opinion has some has some real knowledge on this but it's dangerous science so requires debate that's the thing and so we want <laughs> so we we need to hear the different sides of of a problem or an issue in order to to you know, to figure out what's what the best course of action is. And that's not what we're getting. We're not getting science. We're getting shut down of a perspective, um, a highly educated and involved perspective. That's what we're getting. And, and consider the people who are allowed to speak, and some are obviously knowledgeable with lots of experience, like Malone. There, there's Fauci and sure. Collins and yep. Rachel Walensky all on the, on the public dole. They're not only allowed to speak, but they never stop speaking. You know, Fauci's out there every day, like I said, talking about whether we should go to restaurants after two years. These, these people are saying, Dr. Fauci, tell us. And, uh, and, uh, was it Nicole Wallace last week said she's a Fauci cult member that she does everything he says that she idolizes him. Um, there are lots of disturbing things Fauci has done. He's obviously lied repeatedly. He's been wrong repeatedly. The guys that we are allowed to hear from include guys who said over and over the vaccine stops the spread. The vaccine will will you will not get the disease. You will not spread the disease if you're vaccinated. That's obviously not true, right? We all know that's not true now. Absolutely. It's, but you're allowed to say that. So it's not misinformation or disinformation. It's the right disinformation that's allowed out there. The the right there's this this acceptable disinformation and unacceptable. And Malone they accuse of having unacceptable misinformation that he spreads, which, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, they tried to get, Rogan tries to get specific about what caused Twitter to ban him. And he does not know. Uh, we can get to, we'll get to Marjorie Taylor Greene. We think we know why she's been banned for life for, from Twitter, which was a big deal yesterday. They ban a sitting Congresswoman for Again, wrong think. And uh, she gives example after example of people who are allowed on Twitter to say what they want, whether it's true or not, whether it's dangerous or not. It's allowed. I mean, as we've said before, the Ayatollah can tweet, but Marjorie Taylor Greene can't. Uh, but back to Malone, um, 
uh, they, they, he doesn't know specifically why he, th I, I think he knows why he was banned from LinkedIn, but he doesn't know why he was banned from Twitter. He just gets warnings and then they take him down and you go, wait a second. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you gotta let him talk, but no, there, there, there's all kinds of people in media, obviously the mainstream media, you know, Washington post, New York Times, who are okay with taking this brilliant man down. It just seems to me, uh, Karana, that this, this is just so un-American. It is so un-American to think, I don't necessarily agree with something you have to see, say, I don't, I don't think you should have the right to say it. Well, how do we get to that Because point? powerful people are incentivized to clamp down um, information that either makes them look bad or takes, or takes power away from them. You have all these, we were talking about this before the show, I'm in the middle, I'm almost at the end of Laptop from Hell. And the, the overriding, like the buzzer that, that rang out to me was that all the same connected, powerful people have their hands in regulatory affairs, either they're, poli they're politicians, they're family members in business, interconnected internationally, in the media, in pharma, in tech, they're all these powerful interconnected people, and and it, the, the message, Malone's message does not behoove them. It does not sell vaccines. So of course, their incentive is to clamp it down. And, and yet he, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Yes. I mean, you can't deny that. And again, I, I didn't respond to people, uh, most of them, but on Twitter saying, oh, he's a quack. He's a conspiracy theorist. What like conspiracy theorist? Here's the, and, and again, Fauci is a really bad guy. I mean, I think at this point, most normal, sane people agree. This is a really bad guy. There's a guy who has spent probably hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars in on killing beagles torturing and killing beagles that's what they do they take they buy beagles from some breeder they torture them they do make these use these absolutely worthless experiments and torture these animals and kill them that's one of his things i mean he's got no problem with it some people are into you know killing beagles but you know i i think I think that shows what kind of person you are, but we don't have to get into that. We also know that he's funded the research in Wuhan that created the virus. So this, I mean, the, the guy, the guy to me, he's real questionable character, but it doesn't matter because he's the, I don't know what he is, the voice of the, the regime. So the uh, mainstream media likes him. And Fauci will play it. ball. I mean, that's clear. You see, when, when you see that he flip flopped on masks, on right. vaccines, on mandates, all that stuff. On schools, you, on, on schools, school. I mean, you you know, you know, he'll play ball. That's why he's there. And we now know because the emails have been released. They were uh, FOIA'd, I believe. So, uh, I'm not sure who got them, but the emails were released between uh, uh, Fauci and Fra Francis Collins, the, the the nut who's in charge of the NIH. Who, who sings songs about the vaccine, that weirdo, um, where they were determined to destroy the people in the Great Barrington Declaration, as uh, we've talked about before. It's a group of real experienced, uh, the, two, the three leaders, one's from Oxford, one's from Harvard, one's from Stanford, the leaders of the Great, Darren, Great Barrington Declaration, who almost two years ago came together, had this paper, and and uh, and made the made and decide, um, made the case that lockdowns were bad, Lock, yes. sh shutting down schools, shutting down business, bad, bad, bad. They they were against lockdowns, and Fauci didn't want to debate them or refute them. He wanted to destroy them because that's the kind of guy he was, and he is. And Malone, Robert Malone, points this out that these guys, 
the Great Barrington Declaration guys are brilliant. Yes, you can read that. We can read their declaration. Uh, I just was reading it this morning. They have hundreds of doctors and immunologists and vaccinologists who have signed on to this, and they were right. Lockdowns and school that doesn't work. That hurts kids. That hurts people. That hurts the economy. That is something that Fauci didn't care about from day one, still does not care about, doesn't care about people, doesn't care about children being held back, doesn't care about people you know, turning to drugs or alcohol or, or, or you know abusing their spouse. And none of that matters to him. All he cares about is control. And you know, if you were going to give him credit, say all he cares about is the virus. Well, the virus is one thing, but you know, destroying the economy is part of it too. The great Barrington Declaration warned against that almost two years ago and they were right and but but fauci didn't want to let them speak so he's he's the head of the all the totalitarians he's the man he he loves the the, the censorship from silicon valley he loves to shut down debate uh dissenting voices and yeah. debate he's he's just and by the way when's the last time he went on with anybody who was at all uh, adversarial or hostile to him all he does is go on with his friends and NBC and CBS and CNN on a first name basis with all of them. Sometimes he mistakes Chuck Todd for Jake Tapper. Yes. It happens, but there is his close friends, and he never gets a tough question. He was he was on with Hayes, and that was a little that was a little bit like well, that's right, that's like, right. Well, kind you know, of, but he, it's all when there's a one tough question, it's kind of a surprise because you know, guy like Chris Hayes, guy like Chris Hayes is is typical in these media people who are. Now, two years into the thing, are saying, you know, maybe this whole lockdown thing's not such a good idea. You know, why didn't we think of that two years ago? And you go, wait a second. Uh, I was screaming about it. I was screaming about it two years ago, as were, you know, all kinds of people that, you know, that we've had on Jesse Kelly, Buck Sexton, and lots of these guys were warning against lockdowns and shutdowns almost two years ago. And now you have people like, like Chris Hayes saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't have shut down schools. And you go, where the hell were you? Two years ago, it, that, the information was there. The warning signs were there. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> you know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And You're we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. Back to Malone and Fauci. He's worked with them. He knows them. 
he knows him and he knows you know what kind of guy Fauci is, what kind of what kind of just tyrant. He's just Fauci a tool. Is. He's a tool for the administration for powerful right. connected people. Uh, but, but, he, it's, but he's you know he's the the man like uh, you know his he doesn't again he doesn't treat patients he doesn't study he doesn't in the lab he's not in the he's he's he is a you're right, a tool for a a regime an administration that has been wrong about everything and pretends that they listen to scientists because of him he's the one that declared I am science yes he did I am science and you go wait a second uh. isn't Dr. Malone's not science. Scott Atlas isn't science. But Jay Bhattacharya isn't science. These are scientists that you have silenced because they wanted to debate. They wanted to disagree and, and provide their data, provide their research, and you wouldn't hear from it. As Scott Atlas said, or written in his new book, he went to all, all the meetings he went to at the White House you know, with Trump and, and the team, the COVID team, he said, Fauci didn't care about data or research. Neither did Walensky. They didn't listen. He would bring in all this new data from Israel or Denmark, and they just didn't care. Yeah. They had an agenda, and they were not going to be derailed. He was, he was deemed a, a pariah and an outlier and a lunatic. And you know, don't listen to him. Listen to us. I am science, and it's it's insane. It goes on to this day. Fauci will be doing an interview this today and people be acting as if he he's somehow still credible he is not i would tell you who is much more credible it was dr malone you just don't get to hear from him because he can i uh, can i give you COVID update for today too oh yeah let's have let's hear uh the COVID update so in the, united, in the united states cases uh um cases actually as of yesterday were over four hundred thousand. so it's five times higher cases than they were in the beginning of october three months ago but deaths are down by about 30% than where they were in October. So you have five times the cases and about 30% less deaths right now. Uh, and now, who was it? Somebody recently said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be so focused on cases. Oh, that is really? something we've been saying here for two years, well, a year and a half at least, that cases don't really matter. It's deaths, it's the vulnerable. As Dr. Malone points out, when he started, when he first you know, was deemed a, a, a pariah here and uh, a guy who was uh, on the outside looking in he was saying let's focus on the vulnerable the elderly the obese yeah let's not worry about children let's not close schools ah he was right Fauci was wrong once again yeah, i'm looking at it right now uh i'm looking at deaths and uh, uh you're right the, the coronavirus cases we've had 56 million in this country recovered 41 million 847,000 deaths by the way malone gets into that too that if you're in a hospital oh, with a gunshot wound that's the other problem is the car accident they will test you until they can de declare that you're positive because their financial incentives was that unbelievable or what hospitals if someone dies of covid in the hospital they get like thirty thousand dollars if they just have a case somebody's uh positive of covid they could be there for any other reason if they test positive the hospital gets three thousand dollars yeah and so so it's i think it's it's okay to ask the question and if the incentive is hospitals get more money if they have more uh patients with covid and if they admit more patients with covid so if that's the case do you think that they possibly are incentivized to admit more people absolutely and it's why everybody 
who has you know 17 comorbidities that they don't care it's just make sure they're covid positive then we get paid um it's all these numbers are questionable the amount of deaths with co deaths from covid we should be questioning that number is it right. with or from how many people are dead because of covid not with covid we need well, to the know. average number and, and rogan points this out the average person who dies from covid i'm not sure the time span i believe in the last two years in this country had an average of four other comorbidities right. an average some have six seven comorbidities these are sick people and old people obese people and we want then and you ask yourself again you you keep bring up incentivized why are people uh pretending you know five-year-old kids are vulnerable or five-year-old children need the vaccine they're incentivized financially in many cases or in the case of like the teachers union randy weingarten they just want to extend the vacation if you're the teachers union you want i mean to talk about you know teachers risking their lives to go teach a like third grade class where's the how how are you going to lose your life you're not you know you're not you're just pretending for Whatever it is, financial reasons or other selfish reasons. But anyway, I, I that that uh, an interesting thing that Malone said. Again, I got to get. We'll, we'll get to the sound. Was when he's being interviewed. I think he was interviewed by the Atlantic guy writing for the Atlantic. Yeah, a, a hit piece. Yep. And the guy couldn't understand why Malone was saying the things <laughs> he was saying because there was no money in it. Like. Everybody else, including you know Fauci and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, this CEO and that CEO, had incredible financial incentive. And Malone was coming out and making these statements or these declarations about what vaccines or closings or shutdowns, and they couldn't understand why because he wasn't getting paid, and everybody else had a financial stake, a huge financial stake or political stake in the case of obviously Biden supporters and anybody wanted to stop Trump. They had a real incentive. This was the way to stop Trump. And it was my, and, and someone had a really good thread on Twitter about this, like a guy from Atlantic or a guy in the media now, modern, they, they don't understand what's in it for you. And Malone would say, I just, you know, I'm, I have knowledge. I know what I'm talking about. And I think it's important. And they would go, well, don't you get, you're not making a million? You're not making millions? No. Well, what would he they don't understand. From? Uh, well, like, well, I would just do the right thing. That, 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 what, like, who, but who would be paying him? That's the thing. If, if it, the question should be anybody who's pushing the vaccine, knowing the, knowing the information that we know now, uh, Maybe there's an maybe maybe there's some kickback or incentive there because these are these are huge companies making billions and billions about, of dollars. Where what what deep pockets would be funding Malone? How about when he says they don't call it Israel anymore; they call it Fizreal because Pfizer is the only vaccine allowed in in Israel, and they're now up to the fourth shot, That's the right. second booster of Pfizer. Only Pfizer. That Pfizer's made billions, and he points out that. The rates of infection, and I believe death, are no better in Israel than they are in the Palestine, Palestinian That's territories said, where yeah. they don't have the vaccine. Right. He's got all kinds of insight like that. But uh, let's get to it before it gets, uh, before it gets removed from everywhere. Uh, what do you got from, obviously, um, <clears throat> there was all kinds of enlightening things from the man, but. Let's hear from uh, Dr. So, Robert so, Malone with Joe Rogan. Well, this is what I've got. Oh, so, uh, well, here's a lawless cut. We'll do that first. Uh, here we go. You know, I don't want to get too f 
off your topic, but um, our government is out of control on this, and they are lawless. They completely disregard bioethics. They completely disregard the federal common rule. They have broken all the rules that I know of, that I've been trained on for years and years and years. These mandates of an experimental vaccine are explicitly illegal. They are explicitly inconsistent with the Nuremberg Code. They're explicitly inconsistent with the Belmont Report. They are flat out illegal and they don't care. And the only thing standing between us, and it's too late for many of our colleagues, including my, you know, the unfortunate colleagues in the DOD, um, hopefully we're going to be able to stop them before they take our kids. What, what's wrong? That's, uh, he's mentioning the mandates and people have lost their jobs and how insane that is in the Department of Defense and, and the military, young, healthy people being kicked out of the military. And, I mean, they got... They got incentive to do that. They want to purge the military of people who don't fall in line and don't agree with the uh, with the Biden administration. But uh, there's, I mean, there's just one thing after another from this man that you, makes you go, hmm, makes you makes you think, makes you question. And again, there, people people took it down. People people banned him. 40 million views again. And then they say the people selling that, the people selling ads that go on that say we must take it down because we don't like what he has to say. That to me is so bizarre. All right, what else you got from uh, Dr. Malone? If, if there's some political motive, if that's written anywhere, someone's going to jail. I mean, if that, if that comes out, if that somehow or another gets leaked, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, that's scary. That, that, well, there's, there's, you know, um, so I wish it was so. I wish it was so too. I'm saying that, and I might be completely wrong. I mean, me totally naive. But the lab leak. Yeah. The 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 dis you know, the for me, the disclosure of emails that um, Cliff Lane, uh, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins actively conspired to destroy any discussion of the appropriateness of lockdown strategies and and the mainstream press hardly covers it and there are no there are no consequences the document trail having to do with the gain of function research and the implication of nih and by the way ditra in that um having absolutely no consequences for anybody um we're in an environment in which truth and consequences are fungible. They, this is modern media management and warfare. The truth is what the, those that are managing the Trusted News Initiative say it is. That is wild. Trusted News Initiative. That is wild. And he gets into the Trusted News Initiative, yeah. which I don't know anything about because <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about it. But it's it was designed to keep foreign governments from interfering in our elections. And now it's used to to push the agenda of the administration. And and the media has no problem with it, at least the mainstream media, the corporate media. And if you're not on board, they're they're coming after you. And as you pointed out in the laptop from hell, 
it is, I mean, it's a lot of eye-opening stuff on, on Hunter Biden's laptop, but nothing is more mind-blowing than when it leaks. You know, it's obviously, it's a big story, including the president, now president, candidate Biden's involvement in some of Biden's Hunter's dirty deals. But you couldn't find out about it because big tech conspired to suppress it until after the election. And they came out with this lie that 50 former uh, uh, national intelligence people, including like Clapper and Brennan, these other frauds, said it looks like Russian disinformation. And then Congress people said, oh, that's Russian disinformation. Of course it wasn't Russian disinformation. It was just made up to help one candidate over another. And the mainstream media was on board completely. There are still mainstream media outlets who've never even mentioned, you know, never mentioned like the name Tony Bobulinski. Tony Bobulinski was the CEO of the company that Biden formed. Uh, They screwed him over. They screwed everybody over. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Jim Biden are three absolute sleazeballs. But anyway, it's it's one thing to say, you know, I don't care what, what Hunter Biden did or what. It's another thing to say you can't hear about it you can't report it you can't read about it and and that that to me is the most amazing thing in the whole book is like this huge story breaks just before the election and biden doesn't have to worry about it because big tech big media handles it for him you know they kill the story for him connections with the uh, very powerful billionaire chinese who are buying companies in america i mean we can't hear about that before the election how about they, they have an office, an office where Joe would Jill Biden have an office, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, and it, and, and a representative of, of the Chinese Communist Party who's in business with them has an office in the building with the Bidens, which, by the way, he picked it because it was real close to the Cafe Milano, which is the bar they, they always want to hang out in when they're making their deals. Uh, but he's got this big, beautiful office, and there's a guy... <laughs> A commie in in there with them has a key has, has a key to the office. Anyway, it, it's a great read or listen if you're like you know, Carano and you want to listen. But uh, this uh, and and you know it'll be the book you'll never get to see. It should the the author <clears throat> will be on Fox News and that'll be it. Yeah. Nowhere else. Hunter Biden was on with um Jimmy Kimmel and he's asked, "Is that your?" Uh, laptop he said i have no idea it could be russian disinformation and jimmy kimmel that little pathetic little stooge giggles i'm going well he just lied to you he knows it's his laptop of course he knows of course he knows everybody knows it has nothing to do with the russians and jimmy kimmel doesn't have the brains or the balls to just ask a follow-up question it's it's amazing but anyway back to uh you know what uh we should move on we should move on from um from Dr. Malone, before we get in trouble, Carano, we should move on <laughs> right. because we got we got a lot. To, we got to get to uh, to Antonio Brown, which is the big story, and uh, you know because he needs help, Carano. We we have to get him some help for for Antonio Brown, and I want to get to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, to sitting Congresswoman banned permanently from Twitter, um, and you know what? That's just the start because there's a big election coming up in ten months. And uh, big tech is going to do everything in their power to stop the red wave in Congress. And this is just one step, but they're going to start banning anybody and everybody. We got to get ready. Everyone's got to get ready. If you're on that side, just get ready to be uh, to be messed with by big tech. But we'll get to Antonio Brown and MTG 
after I tell you about MyPillow. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, Jerry, for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. You get it now and you can support this show and you can fight back against cancel culture. Like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, but you're joining us in the fight against cancel culture. MyPillow is not in the big box stores, obviously been banned. So you can get factory direct pricing when you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. Get the pillow, you get the dog bed, you get the Giza sheets. That's what I got. You love those Giza sheets. Uh, they got over 150 products. You can get a six-piece towel set, regular $109.99 for just $39.99 with code word Jerry. If you didn't get one of these things, one of these great products for Christmas, now's the time. Still get great savings. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Jerry. All right, sticking to sports, as you know, in 2022 is impossible. Sports doesn't just affect our culture, but it drives our culture, which is why LZ Granderson and Will Leach bring you the brand new, not just any old sports podcast, The Long Game with LZ and Leach. The Long Game with LZ and Leach dives into the most important topics that are at the intersection of sports, business, politics, and culture. LZ and Leach go beyond what's happening on the field to how sports impacts everything off the field. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so head to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to the most recent episode of The Long Game with LZ and Leach. The Patriots game was terrible. Obviously, the Patriots rolled 50-10 to over a pathetic Jacksonville team. Uh, First-round pick there, Trevor Lawrence, just looks awful. But, hey, he he threw three picks, right? And it was a three. Uh, I mean, I, I, oh. I went to red zone after the first half when it was whatever it was. It was a blowout, no suspense at all. And no. there were some really good games around the league, really close games. And I'm watching this live. They go to uh, 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 the Tampa Jets game because yeah. it was close. The Jets were winning. The Jets should have won this game. Brady won it with less than a minute left, went the length of the field for a touchdown. It was typical Jets. It was the most Jets thing you'll ever see. But Antonio Brown stole the show when he had a complete meltdown. This is this is one of those things where you're watching this and you say, this is why sports, particularly football, particularly the NFL, is so great, is because invariably you see something you've never seen before. Somehow, every week, if you're whatever, watching Red Zone or flipping around or at the game, you'll see something you go, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, I've seen people... Like in the movie, the guy, the, the guy in uh, Slapshot, at the end of Slapshot, strips down on the ice, and uh, but that's a movie in real life. Antonio Brown and I've seen guys who refused to go in the game before. Scottie Pippen famously refused to go in the game when Tony Kukoc got the call. They called the play, play for him. Kukoc came through. They won the game. Pippen never recovered from that. No. He'll be in his, on his gravestone in his obit. Um, but Antonio Brown refused to go in the game. Um, uh, well, we find out later. Here's all we know is it's the third quarter. He starts, you could see Mike Evans, his teammate, talking to him, probably trying to talk him out of what he's about to do. He doesn't listen as usual. Takes off his pads, his shirt, his shoulder pads, his helmet, 
and throws them down and then takes off his T-shirt because, you know, you got to show the, the abs and his gloves and throws those in the crowd and then runs across the end zone, waving to the crowd and leaves yes. in the middle of the game. It was bizarre. It was amazing. And it was the most self-destructive I think, think I've ever seen because, and I point this out on Twitter, was two things. One is it's... um it's something you for which you get no support. You know, like players, divas like this, like this punk Antonio Brown. He's done some bad things. He's quit on teams. He's you know, held out of contract disputes. Hell, he's had problems. You know, uh, with his neighbors. You know, he's just a bad guy. If you read about him, he treats women poorly. He treats little people poorly. He doesn't pay people who like he, uh, who do like painters. Paint his house. He won't pay them. He's a, a really bad guy. In this case, though, he's gone so far that I don't think anyone will defend him. The best they can do is say, he really needs help. The poor guy needs help. Um, I, I'm not, I don't care, but let him get help. You know, let him get help. But uh, he's going to have plenty of time to get help because no one's going to sign him. No one's going to touch him. This is no. this is kind of thing you do where you don't get another chance. Even if you're as talented as he is and he's supremely talented just look at his numbers and and by the way every time he does this i think mike tomlin's uh reputation as a coach goes up because he had him for years in pittsburgh and you never knew what a mental case he was you never knew what a bad guy he was uh, tomlin kept him in line and kept and he was re- incredibly uh productive but this was supposed to be tom brady's job now he loves ab wanted him with him had him in new england briefly Wanted him in Tampa. He got him. He, he won a Super Bowl with him. Uh, and this time, though, he just couldn't. Brady and whoever else, Mike Evans, all the veterans on that team, could not could not keep him on the uh, right path. Uh, according to um, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network this morning, and you, and you'll see where this is going when, uh, when I explain the whole thing or yeah. we'll let Ian do it, is – he was told to go back in the game, but he said his ankle hurt or he's hurt. He didn't, he had an ankle injury and didn't think he could play. And they said, get in the game or whatever. And he said, no. And now it's setting up where he can have a grievance against the team for forcing them to play hurt. He, here's the, the, uh, the rub here is there was $1 million in incentives that he was probably going to get. If you remember last year, Brady made a point of getting him the ball to get him his incentives and yep. get him his money. Yep. He needed to get eight more catches, 55 more yards, and one more touchdown to get a $1 million in incentives. I think he had two catches in the game, and it was the third quarter. He has another game after this. He was probably going to get those incentives. Brady would have made sure of it. But for whatever reason, he said his ankle hurt and didn't want to go in the game. And... Arians insisted he go in and he didn't want to. So that's where he said, you know, get lost. If you don't want, don't want to play, get lost. And he did. He, and so he's, it's going to, he's going to set it up to be Arians fault. The coach's fault for not uh, listening to him when he said he was hurt. That's going to be the strategy going forward. But that's not going to work because all Arians did was say, well, if you're not fit to play, then please leave the playing right. field. Right. And, and, I mean, even if that's true, your answer is not, let's strip down. <laughs> no, and, it's not. You know, and, and by the way, if his ankle was so painful, how did he like dance across the end zone without, without a limp? You know? That's, yeah. And another my first question after this was, how did, what happens next? I found this fascinating. Like, he goes to the locker room, and then what? Does he go home with the team? 
We found out, no, he leaves the locker room, still shirtless, by the way, in, in New York in, in January. The police give him an escort to the airport where he flies home uh, by himself uh, without the team. So he's done after the game. Bruce Arians says he's no longer a buck. That's all he's going to say. Brady, do we have Brady sound? Because he said exactly what you'd expect him to say. Time for compassion. Yeah, I mean, that's um, obviously a, a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want, you know, him to, to you know, just think everybody should find, uh, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, that you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. Um, you know, we want to see him be at his best and, you know, unfortunately it won't be with our team, but, um, you know, we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their, your friends and your teammates, and they go beyond the field. And, um, you know, I, I think everyone should, should be very compassionate and empathetic toward, you know, um, some very difficult things that are happening. Uh, exactly what you'd expect. And, you know, Brady, obviously, this not good for him. He lost uh, Chris Godwin in, in, you know, Evans was hurt. Um, he's, they got injuries. He, he, he pulled it out yesterday as only, as, as, as you'd expect, against the Jets with, with whatever it was. No time left. It was a pretty remarkable comeback, even though it was against the Jets. Um, and he could use Antonio Brown. Well, he's not going to have him. He's done no. for the year. He's done probably forever. My question is, do, 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 are, we, are we compelled to say the poor guy needs help? I mean, does that is, is that a, a shield against any criticism? Well, no, because- no, 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 of course not. I mean, you're as an adult, you're responsible for your own actions. I will say, though, that his behavior did seem to change after that, uh, was that Vontae perfect hit in 2016 yeah, that's, that's- that knocked him out. I mean, the CTE might be catching up, catching up with him a bit. It might be, but uh, you know what? There's a lot of guys who've taken a lot of hits and probably have a lot of issues down the road. You know, no one's taken more hits than, you know, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman going over the middle, getting crushed. Um, uh, There's a lot of that on Twitter where people say, oh, he's got CTE. Well, you don't know. You can't find, you can't diagnose CTE until you're dead. Um, But um, I think, I think we see his strategy whenever that, that happens, but if you want, uh, if you think, if you're thinking about feeling compassionate and empathy, maybe you should feel it for the victims, for his kids, for his, you know, the, the, I was just reading a few stories about Antonio Brown. He hired a woman to uh, paint a mural in his house for like, I don't know, $2,000 to paint a mural. And she's on her knees painting and he walks in naked. And uh, she said, you know, was looking for, for action. And the one reason, <laughs> one of the reasons she, uh, she knew what kind of creepy was is because he had so many women while she was working in and out of the house, yeah. you know? And then another guy who'd done some work for him is suing him. Cause he, he won't pay him. It's like $3,000 or something. He t- treats the little people like crap. That's all you need to know. That's if you, if you want to know what kind of guy he is. And when you do what he did yesterday, you, your teammates, even if they publicly say, you know, it's time for compassion. It's time for empathy. Your teammates know that you're a selfish a-hole who quit on them. That's why there's no coming back from it. You can't yeah. say, you can't blame ownership or you can't blame the NFL the way you can if you're in a contract dispute or if you're Brady during the flight gate. You can, 
the teammates can rally around you. They can't rally around you now because you quit on them. And the next team was, see, I don't think there is any more teams. He's had think many, so? like many Jack, Maybe Jacksonville wants to move the needle. They're a small media market. They got a you know, rookie quarterback. You don't think they, some, someone takes a, I, I do a not. I think, him? I mean, he, he used to be great. You know, one of the best. I mean, he led the league in uh, a bunch of things, receiving yards a number of times. Uh, but he's 33. And I just think he, he doesn't help. You know, he, he's so selfish. He's so high maintenance that if you're a young team, I mean, he's not going to help uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville because, I mean, what if Trevor Lawrence doesn't get him the ball enough? Then he's going to snap on him and blame him, and that doesn't help. Um, but uh, he just – he's had a great career. I mean, he's – I don't know if he's um, Hall of Fame material, but uh, – He's got 12,300 yards and seven and uh, 83 touchdowns. I think well, that might put him in. Led the league in touchdowns once. Led the league in yards. How many times? A couple. No, once. Eighteen hundred yards he had in 2015. Yeah. Um. He's had a great career, and if he weren't such a screw up, you'd be saying he's an easy Hall of Famer. But I think he's done, and I don't think he's got a bright future. I don't think he's going to be, you know, on uh, inside the NFL or on some uh, roundtable thing on NFL Network. He's just too much of a dick. But uh, we will see. Um. Uh, let me, uh, he, um, yeah, he didn't, he, he's not going to get the million bucks unless he obviously files a grievance and you do, and you will have people trying to out, out, uh, compassion each other all day and all week on TV. Like I said, uh, John Berman at CNN said he was wondering if the NFL let him down, <laughs> the <laughs> right, NFL right. let him down. Sure. Yeah, they have so many support. I mean, if he needed therapy if he needed a shrink they have people in play they have ways to 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 help many many ways and many many people have tried eventually you have to say that this guy does not deserve any more no, it's had chance after chance as well I mean, yeah had... at what point is it enough what right. point you said just be done just get lost right you know there are real world problems out there you're not something we're not going to waste our our uh, concern our, our compassion on you but uh, and i know Nobody wants to waste their compassion on Marjorie Taylor Greene. But what she did to get banned from Twitter was, as usual, nothing. <laughs> nothing. And uh, they said repeated violations of their COVID misinformation policy. That yeah, was the Twitter five strikes. Statement. Five strikes. And, you know, she's, she's I don't know, anti-vaxxer, but she's not vaxxed and she has questions and uh, she occasionally tweets them. And by the way, she just immediately switches to her Twitter, uh, her official congressional Twitter you know, account and starts tweeting again. She'll be banned from that soon. Probably, yeah. Here's what she tweeted yesterday. She said, when Maxine Waters can go to the streets and threaten violence on Twitter, Kamala and Elon can bail out rioters on Twitter. And chief spokesman for terrorist IRGG can tweet morning Soleimani. Uh, but I get suspended for tweeting VAERS statistics. Twitter is an enemy to America and can't handle the truth. Uh, obviously, VAERS is the uh, vaccine, uh, uh, what it stands for, vaccine awareness. Uh, it's a, a vaccine side effects that they track. Vaccine adverse effect reporting system is VAERS. And she tweeted, you know, facts and side effects and things like that. But you're not allowed again. So a sitting congressman is banned permanently. And by the way, there was a big rush on Getter 
yesterday. Did you follow this? Getters, the other the Twitter yeah, I alternative. A, I have a Getter account just to have it there, but yeah. It's just another, it's like a well, Twitter, a different Twitter. Joe Rogan went there yesterday. Yeah. So that was big news. Joe Rogan signs up for Getter and a number of other people. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Marjorie Taylor Greene did too. Uh, let me see. Uh, she hasn't. She will. A lot of people will as uh, we get closer to the November elections. All right. Um, what time we got? I, we don't have time to get into Don't Look Up. I'm, I want to amend my review of Don't Look Up. I did it quickly on Twitter and people were pissed at me. I didn't give it a bad enough grade. I should have. I'm Probably. sorry. That's okay, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Couldn't get but, through it. Uh, but uh, we can do that another day. You're not, you didn't get through it. You only I got saw 50 like, minutes and I was like, I can't deal with the message. If the, I'm fine with the message hammer if this were entertaining, but it wasn't entertaining. It's a but shit I thought script. it was silly and kind of slapsticky. And I think Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio does a great job because he, he usually does. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Meryl Streep is awful, awful in this movie. Awful. As I point out, Gary Tangway was better than Meryl Streep in this movie. And I'm serious. She was awful. But uh, we'll give you a full review another day. Maybe let more people watch it or attempt to watch it and before we go too we'll probably lose the stream but i do want to say that uh we are looking for another we have two great interns with jerry callahan who's done they've both done amazing work um since since i joined you uh but we are looking for a third a new intern to help us with design um to help us do meme stuff and design stuff for the the store so if you know somebody who is interested Help us make some some great swag and some great memes uh uh put them in touch with me you can you can email info at thecallahanshow.com or just on Twitter, send me a DM. And uh, yeah, looking for it. Got it. Looking for a new intern. Our interns now, Bailey and who's, who's uh, Graham. Graham. Bailey and Graham have been great, but we're looking for a third intern. Reach out to Carano on uh, Twitter or, uh, yeah. or email the show and, uh, and uh, talk to Carano and uh, join us. It'd be great. Join us. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, and for uh, commenting. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. Um, anything else, Carano, since we've gone over the time limit anyway? No, I think that that's, that pretty much sums it up. I drove to Northern Maine and came back. Um, wow, you drove and came back. So you did have an exciting week off, huh? I did. Uh, well, it wasn't quite a week off. But, yes, I, I did uh, I did visit my, my sister in the middle of nowhere. Beautiful up there, though. Deer just walking around. No problem. And they let you in the house without a vax card? Yeah, actually, they were surprisingly like, what's going on? I mean, all these things are breakout cases anyway, so obviously the vaccine's not really working. So Ooh, you're going to get us banned. You're gonna get us, you say the vaccine's not working. That's uh, misinformation. We won't put That's... that on Twitter. <laughs> all right. That will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. <laughs>